Hard audacity, beep-de-bye, yeah. That was the other thing, is I had to remap a bunch of drives because the way that it defaulted back in, nothing was showing up. Started. What the f*** is going on down there? Happy birthday, Aaron. Thank you. I mean, belated, but happy birthday, nonetheless. That's pretty close. Uh, TJ, what'd you get him? Um, uh, hang on, it's there somewhere. I got, Aaron, I got you this this hot, fresh Alienware motherboard. Uh, yeah, actually, the latest actually, thing. Actually, that's like a $300 purchase, so, like, that's cool, thanks. Yeah, you, uh, you, if you return it, though, um, I'm gonna be real mad. Oh, dude. Might swap things back the other way. It's a nice smaller form factor case than this giant black box I've got now. But yeah, um, this is this is all my making a weak joke at the fact that for Aaron's birthday, his Alienware computer actually committed suicide. Yep. Uh, via software update that restarted the computer during a BIOS update, which bricked the computer. I've never in my life heard of bricked a... the motherboard. We went through everything we could do to try and get it to default to a base BIOS or reload a new BIOS, but it must have died at just the perfect moment. And let, let me let me state not this let again. Anything happen. This was the Alienware computer update software installing multiple updates at the same time, uh, saying, would you like to let the uh, update run its course and restart? It's like, yes. And then it turns out Alienware's updating system means, okay, well, if a BIOS oh. update's happening, we're still going to restart. And then Alienware's update thing killed the computer by itself. <laughs> Pretty much. I still, I, like, when I say it out loud, I feel like I'm um, I'm lying or something. That just seems impossible. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like it's silly like I'm making this and, up. and dumb and frustrating. But, yeah, that's about how it went. Well, happy birthday. Thanks. Um, speaking of birthdays, I got nothing. No, there's no, no segue from that. Uh, we're here to talk about Transformers. Um, Y'all uh, took the weekend off, and we're here on Victoria Day in Canada. And uh, because of that, you might hear a few kabooms in the background because apparently people are firing off fireworks. I think that these are official fireworks and not people shooting them out of their homes, which is, uh, thank goodness. But um, You should do you... that just out of your window. Just return yeah, just, fire. Just, just launch a few at the field. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the topic list proper, because it was some pretty heavy news, I wanted to know if you guys had any major thoughts you wanted to drop on that like dump of masterpiece news that happened recently. Oh, those things are just... Yeah, it's just lighting up outside. Um, anyway, uh, we had Cordon, uh, we had uh, Beast Wars Megatron, we had the uh, the plus the toyetic versions of Shockwave and Megatron. Uh, Aaron, are you are you gonna are you interested in any of them? Um, Masterpiece Megatron uh, is pretty interesting. The the Beast Wars one. Yep. Um, beyond, I mean, Cordon interesting way to reuse a mold that i didn't think that we could get a reuse out of the red one though the red one uh, yeah but they already have a red lamborghini i'm uh, well that okay it's well a, it's, a, it's a much older mold <laughs> but like even we, if you I mean, do we, it the, the other paint scheme i could see how there could be some brand confusion in there we, we have a light bar lamborghini as well that just had a plus come out recently so yeah. i mean um there's the whoa there's some loud there's, tv in the other room too holy crap yeah i'm gonna go deal with that but while i deal with that tj um how are you feeling about uh the new masterpiece news 
I'm liking what I see so far. I mean, of course, uh, Masterpiece Megatron, I'm looking forward to the day that completely disintegrates my wallet. Mm -hmm. uh, but beyond that, like, our, 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 our new uh, police Lamborghini, I actually like the look of, strangely. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought I thought I was gonna be way more grumpy about it when I saw it wasn't the red one. But I'm I'm feeling really cool with it. I mean, there's something about there's something about getting a red sunstreaker that would have been nice because we do have tiger tracks out there, so it would have been a, like a nice little flip flop. Yeah, and, and I mean I'm still I'm confident they're gonna do a red version based off the cordon uh remolds, because it's it's just such an important colorway on that toy. because uh, that's like the original car robot. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um so there I I'm I'm going to I'm going to say it again from last week. I'm pretty sure I I'll I'll be surprised if that is not like a Tokyo Toy Show exclusive somewhere down the line at the very least. Yeah, I could see that. I don't know. I'm not sure why. Like if it's if it goes on like one of those like Road Rage style clearance sales, I would definitely I would probably pick one up. I actually really like all the toy centric designing they did. I also uh I'm, I'm still i've been looking over it some more i'm still just so happy that they took the time to stuff like a tinier light bar on his boobs um even though it's a fake chest just so it matches up with the real roof hmm. it's uh it's cute um at beast wars megatron i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how, how they do the colors on that because i think there's uh given the way the mainframe model was in that it was like very 90s cg shiny in parts i think there's a lot of choices that they could make as, as far as like if they're going to do like a gloss coat on some parts or do like straight up metallic and like i'm i'm looking forward to that uh I, i'm thinking specifically of beast wars megatron's head uh the way light reflect reflected off of it always made me like that, that to me that's a really like a that's like a, a capsuled uh representation of like 90s computer animation and considering and, the extent uh, they went through for some of the other Beast Wars MPs, like right down to Cheetor's pixelated spots, I'm sure they're going to yeah. put every effort into that. Yeah, I'm um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that Megatron turns out. Like, uh, it's it, to me, it's really just the question of like how many toy things are they going to fit in there that weren't on the CG model? Like, is he going to have like the the weird like grappling hook missiles on his hips, maybe, or like something at least like throws back to those? Yeah. The first masterpiece with a water squirter. Oh, God, if they do that, right? If they do that, I'd be so happy. Here's a $250 <laughs> toy. Dunk it in water. Yeah, do it. <laughs> and then it, like, snuck some color change paint on it, turns them red, so it's like, hey, secret T-Rex. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of, like, five people who will laugh at that. <laughs> uh, more more respect to T-Rex, please. That was a, that's a good name. Um... So the, there's no there's no fresh updates on that masterpiece news that I'm aware of. Um, like I don't think we even have like a date for the the Megatron Plus yet. Uh, let alone like a I don't think we even have like a solid price on him other than like the assumption it will be expensive. But uh, if we do get the info, we will cover it here. I'm pretty sure. Uh, while we wait for that info, let's do a listener question. Uh, I got one here from the DF who says, Evening, gents, between the fact that the Bayformers chapter of our lives is soon coming to a close and the studio series putting out great new versions of Transformers from throughout the franchise, I'm angling to put together some space for a movie Decepticon crew on one of my many shelves. This has me thinking, of all the Decepticons we've seen in the films, who would Megatron keep on a short list of his best soldiers? Who would make the cut for company photo day? Um... 
this goes on to say like hey maybe brainstorm a top 10 but like that's like activating weird aggro responses from me that i'm not very impressed with uh i don't i i really don't like the way i react to people asking for top 10s because it starts making me go like yeah what if i lock myself in a closet and don't talk to you um so it doesn't have to be a top 10 it just might end up being one but uh, we're free to draw from the non-film Bayverse canon sources if we must, uh, hopefully with good fictional reasons why Dropkick or Wreckage would get a spot among the top brass. Um, he's also hoping that we don't pick the Fallen or Sentinel Prime. Uh, the DF would like some underlings. Ciao for now, the DF. So my, my immediate one here is, uh, I'm thinking we got, I, I, to be honest, I would say the 07 crew needs places on this list. Like they, they, to this date, I think are still the most effective Decepticons. Yeah. In the movie I, uh, series. Almost feel like that'd be about it. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm surprised that Megatron even had a list of anyone to call in the last night. Yeah. Given that like the 07 crew were the only competent ones. <laughs> you guys are like the eighth string. Yeah. Managed to stumble to earth. I mean, this is, this is after two botched invasions in movies two and three that probably wiped out most of the living Decepticon, like, roster. Yeah, Yeah. keeping in mind, the ones that he was pulling for the last night are the ones that weren't melt... They weren't worth melting down in Age of Extinction. Mm. Oh, yeah, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really, to me, I'm sticking with the 07 Decepticons and then, like... I mean, I liked Lockdown, but Lockdown was so barely a Decepticon. I feel weird even putting yeah, him there. I don't think I don't think he is. I don't think yeah. he is. He predates them. Yeah. Uh, um. I I only have two that would go outside the original movie, and that is Soundwave because he survives more than one movie. Yep. Yep. And, okay. And uh, Scalpel. Oh yeah, I mean Scalpel. He only died in a graphic novel, and you know those don't count. So he's, uh, well, I, I believe I, he's still out there. I think, I think bringing Megatron back to life from the bottom of the ocean probably deserves at least one employee of the month award. Yeah, yeah. Like, like in my mind, Scalpel. If anyone's going to bring the O Seven crew back, which I think, if they were ever to do a finale graphic novel, it would be the O Seven Decepticons getting brought back to life. Uh, <laughs> that is where like, Scal- That's where Scalpel has been since the second movie. He's just slowly yeah. dragging Blackout back just- together. Yeah, I mean, to me, that is the focus, is get Blackout, Brawl, and Bone Crusher put back together and brought back to life. Um, maybe do Starscream if you want to, but, like, Blackout, Bone Crusher, and, uh, and Brawl were, like, to me, those three are friggin' dreadnoughts. Uh, like, they, they, Brawl didn't get to do tons in the movie, but also he is a tank, and he seems to be holding off the human artillery by himself for a good long while. Yeah. Um... So yeah, I, I I would say those like the O seven Decepticons are are the ones for me. Um, I got a couple toy ones I could think of, but Aaron, any anyone else you can think no, of? No, that's that was I was just gonna say like the first movie Decepticons. So yeah. that's already out there. I think a lot of the first movie toy exclusive Decepticons would fit in as well, like um, Incinerator feel like or as i i I always think of them as the Incinerator twins because of the two different color versions and they look so good next to each other. Um, in my mind, it's like, yeah, those two were so good at what they did. Like we never even saw them. Like they were, they're just still in disguise somewhere going like, we're, we're waiting for phase 23 of the plan. Hmm. Um, cause yeah, unfortunately, like, uh, most of the Decepticons from, you know, movies onward don't have a whole lot to show for what they did. Like if anything, I think the, the, the only other one I can really think of is long haul. The, uh, you know, the dump, the Josh Nizzy dump truck. 
because uh, he, he looked like he could get some stuff done. I assume that somewhere he probably could have. And, like, maybe Shockwave if it was more clear what he was capable of. Because, um, like, in the comic book, Shockwave was able to just kill everybody who wasn't in a movie because that conveniently got them out of the canon. So, you know, he's, he seems to be capable, but... Yeah, like, the 07 Decepticons are just so front and center for me. Um, I'm, and I'm so looking forward to seeing them in studio series. <laughs> uh, hope that answers... I, I mean, I'm sorry it's kind of a straightforward answer, the DF, but, like, it's it's a solid one for me. Like, I've liked other movie Decepticons, but if we're going to call them crucial, like, I, I don't know, man. Uh, I wish I could say... I mean, Nitro Zeus was pretty solid. I guess, I, you know what, I'd throw him in there, too, because I'm convinced he survived. Um, I'm also convinced Soundwave survived because I thought of a way for him to do it. I, I thought of a way for Soundwave and Wheeljack to both survive based on how their toys transform because that's how my brain works because the way their heads fold down. I'm like, what if they just had an actual head in their chest and that was like the, the, the decoy head? For the me, top. for me, everyone potentially has the frenzy rule mm-hmm. where you've cut his head, you've completely cut his head off, but maybe it sprouted legs and crawled away. Yeah. And, and and I know someone out there is about to tell us the rules of how Transformers survive or die from IDW, but this is the movie-verse. Even though they've shown Sparks, they, they've been... Like, the way Sparks and brains work in the movie-verse is very plot-centric. Yeah. Maybe, uh, like, maybe the Sparks just a, a, a battery chamber, and that's what we're seeing. Yeah. yeah Me- like, Megatron was fully decapitated and apparently was able to, like, reseed himself into a body through Insecticons. So... And, yeah, and, like, then, <laughs> and then became a bunch of fluid... Yeah, nano yeah. things and and, and, and stopped became not fluid again. Yeah, something like where like where's Bumblebee's spark when he falls apart in his first scene in last night? Last night maybe is is a movie that shouldn't really be analyzed to that degree, given that it was kind of garbage. Sorry, last night we talked about it though, right? Like, man, last night. If ever a movie very clearly was stitched together from too many different scripts, you got your movie right there. It's uh, probably going to be worth... um, What's the word I'm looking for? It's the kind of movie you could write a paper about sometime in the future, looking back on like that era of of Hollywood action. Um, But this brings us to... I kind of loaded them in here. Another listener question. Uh, this one, uh, this pair comes via XL Hedge. Aaron, would you like to take these ones? Sure. Hey, Seth, TJ, Aaron, and the Enigma of WTF at TFW Evangelist. Uh, I sound all cool. I sound all cool. Uh, one. While most of us have kept the traditional combiner teams together as intended, I got to wonder, what about the non-traditional ones, like Ultra Prime, Galvatronus, Sky Rain, Mega Scream, Mega Inferno, or Alita Infinite? Do you use the recommended team, potentially buying doubles, or do you just use what you have that looks good combined? Photos, not necessarily, but would be nice. To put it bluntly, what figures do you have combined to form the non-traditional combiners? Uh, Well, you guys see my photos right here, where I'm showing the way that I put them all together. Yeah, I mean, did you see Um, what I did here? Yeah, that's really good. And and when you put this across from that, Mm -hmm. see how that, like, pulls it all together? Oh, Oh, these these photos are not even necessary, but they are pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're helping. Um, also, who, I mean, who <laughs> mentions potentially buying doubles? Who would buy the same combiner team twice? I mean, that's... Yeah, who would do yeah. that? 
Yeah, that'd, you know, that'd be silly to do. I mean, outside of completely understandable situations where if you come up with a headcanon to explain the American one is Betatron and the Japanese one is Computron. What, 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 if, what if you have three of that torso? You know, to explain that Scattershot is an experimental Autobot and maybe that is a dummy shell that um, just go get the Repro Label set and turn him into flame because that'll save you a whole sure, problem. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why you bought him, right? Yeah, that's why yeah, you bought yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, I, I, this, I think we talked about this once before because uh, I remember saying this on the podcast. I want, I wish that I my answer was I do what whatever looks good combined, but I actually do very much fall into the recommended teams. Mm-hmm. Or if if something doesn't have a recommended team, I headcanon one together and then have a lot of trouble breaking it up after the fact. Um. Like for Alita Infinite, I'm very much seeing her as using, um, you know, the two, the two, uh, I forgot all their names now, the red one and the, the blue one, <laughs> Moonracer mm-hmm. and, uh, and Firestar. I see her using those two as arms, uh, or as legs, and then it's, and then like Jazz is another limb, and Rekgar is another limb, and Jazz and Rekgar are kind of just along for the ride in my mind, because that's, it's totally IDW Alita 1, so she's just like, hey, guess what? Uh, me and my two pals are forming a combiner, and you two are coming along! <laughs> you have no choice of this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you've been drafted. Um, but yeah, like I, I think the closest I've come is like when I wanted to see what Volcanicus looked like before uh Wave 2 came out, and I still have never seen Wave 2 Deluxes. Um I filled in those gaps using Computron members because I was like, well, if, if any other combiner was gonna merge with Grimlock, it'd probably be his kids. Uh the Technobots. But I don't know. Have you guys done any any non traditional setups, or are you like me? Do you I end up... I haven't. I've pretty much kept the recommended things and the guys that are extra torsos. Like they might uh, grab a, if I've got a set of things, but I don't think I have any displayed like that hmm. at all. No, I don't. Yeah, I I keep ho- I kept hoping for you know one off stuff like Ratchet or Smokescreen. Where between the American and Japanese versions, the color work isn't all that different, and then there's, like, you know, superfluous deluxes coming out, but it was, like, that was the one problem with Combiner Wars, is there were more superfluous Voyagers than there were deluxes, mm-hmm. uh, as far as filling in those, you know, unified gaps. Um, TJ, do you ever do you ever break traditional uh, assembly? Only if I'm really curious about how something looks... Like, especially when you're dealing with things like Combiner Force or Combiner Wars, where uh, you you have a ton of figures that are made from the same mold. So, like, okay, I want to see how symmetrical I can make this, even if the colors are all weird. But Yeah. You know, that's really the only time. Like, I tend to lose interest in, like, the non-traditional Combiners. Like, I, I have not re... I have not tried any form of sky rain i've mostly sold off any of the well it's the 84 cast but now there are combiners like i've, I've just not been into that like, it's just never been like something i was ever curious about like i said it when i got voyager grimlock like i combined them into volcanicus once took a look at a couple photos and tore them down i haven't even thought about combining them again i just have i have zero interest in it I think for me, it's that there was only Ultra Prime and Sky Rain as far as, you know, the 8485 cast being combiners now. Because mm. it just meant I had two sets of limbs and two torsos. And I was like, if you had just done, like, four more limbs, I think that would have fully activated the brain I want to have where I would be, like, swapping them around and coming up with cool reasons why these ones would go on here and etc. Because, like, 
that's as close as I came because Ultra Prime and Sky Rain to me are the torsos before they are whatever limbs are attached to them. The problem is there are only like eight guys and there's, you know, there's just not yeah. that much variation in that sense. The only, um, the only thing I can still kind of want to do is take that white Optimus and like mm-hmm. retcon it into like some weird Nova Prime and just put him <laughs> and four rooks together as just like his assault squad. Yeah, I, I ended up with some superfluous rooks and prowls, and uh, I used them as the limbs for uh, Starscream. You know, just imagining them as his as his Cybertron secret police, and that really was working for me. Um, and then I, I I did the rapper labels thing with uh, Vengsta's new head to turn like the White Optimus into Thunderclash, and I was like, oh, if they had just done a few more again, eighty four, eighty five cast members, because those are a bunch of the kind of background crewmates on the Lost Light. I'm like, this would have been a Lost Light combiner for me. Um, same thing with uh, with with Cyclonus, really. Uh, once I put the the, uh, the tail Clonus head on him that Vengsta made, so it's it's just for me it was just the lack of limb options, really, because so many of the limbs are members of teams that also already combine, and they don't have a lot of a, a lot of history outside of those teams, outside of like first aid, you know. Um, I think there was a second question here. There was. Oh, jeez. What non-traditional team would you want Hasbro to make? Example, Soundwave, original mold based on his War for Cybertron body, with full-size versions of the cassettes, Laserbeak, Ratbat, made out of Swoop and Cutthroat, and Rumble and Frenzy out of Swindle and Rook, the form. Thanks for what you do. You're welcome. Uh, and I, I didn't actually mean to do this, but basically, Thunderclash and four members of the Lost Light... <laughs> Uh, or, you know, uh, Cyclonus with the Vengsta parts basically done officially and the, the tail Clonus head with uh, tailgate being like a torso piece or something like a uh, chest plate. Like I'd, that's kind of, I'd like to see something very IDW derivative uh, reworked into a combiner team. Not necessarily one that would work in IDW, just like use IDW to put these characters together and then just write a kind of generic bio for them the way that, you know, was done with Skyrain. Yeah. Uh, and let, let me mentally fill in the gaps. Uh, that, that's kind of what I'd be after. But uh, Aaron, what about you? Like, would you what non-traditional thing would you want to see? I don't know. Um, like, I'm trying to think because we already kind of had like the G1 Autobots combiner. Um, how about how about all helicopters? Out of that, all helicopters. A good helicopter torso would be something different. Yeah. Like uh, I don't know, Whirl is a torso. Yeah, or, uh, I could or, see oh, that. You know what? No, not World. Um, who was it? Uh, Live Convoy. Evac? Was that Evac yeah. in Cybertron? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Evac as a torso, I think, could be really cool. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, Whirl and, uh, and Blades, and then two other helicopters. Blazemaster. Oh, Blazemaster! Let's bring him back in. I like Blazemaster. Um... TJ, have you got any non-traditional ideas you'd want to see made? Uh, you kind of went in the direction that my brain went, which was the scavengers. Mm, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they would be, because, I mean, we we kind of have a fun pub, one of them already, uh, ready mm-hmm. to go. <laughs> yeah, well, it might, it might just be just because I like the scavengers so much, I want just, like, new toys for all of them. That might be yeah. part of my influence here, but, no, like I, I find this barely functioning but somehow pulls through unit of decepticons i love i think there'd be there's some amusement to it for me if they would combine and just be like perfect like for whatever reason they are flawless when combined 
Oh, that'd be yeah, that would be a great like that's the gimmick of the combined form is he makes yeah. all the right decisions. He's he's almost got like luck power. Um That's not a very cinematic superpower though. It yeah. isn't. But I mean it's this is for comic real. books. Yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. Um also, I was gonna say Spinister is pretty big when he's drawn in IDW, right? Mm-hmm. Another helicopter torso. Oh, we got a repaint. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> yeah, make make him an evac as retool pals, and then we'll we'll go from there. All right, you're welcome, Hasbro. We just figured out uh, the fourth part of the Prime Wars trilogy for you. That's not how trilogies work. Uh, but this does uh, lead us directly into some news that popped up. We had a leak of some official photos, and now we get to see in-package and promo shots of Power of the Prime's Rekgar, who is probably going to be a standalone thing, much like the blast-off that we know is happening. Uh, his bonus accessory is weird, because uh, he is uh, so he's, he's Groove, with a Rekgar head, a Power of the Prime's uh, hand-belly gun, and reveal the shield Rekgar's weapon which is designed to be held by a hand that is sculpted to be open. Mm-hmm. Thus, when this Rekgar holds it, it looks stupid. Uh, incredibly so. It also has a fully superfluous C-clip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just chilling out on a ball <laughs> joint. And Like, I'm trying to think, will that C-clip even, like, tag to maybe his, like, throttle? Nope. Or his kickstand? I don't think so. And through mm-hmm. sheer luck, through blind luck, if you put the the hand thing on the back and fold the thumb up that has the hole on the underside you can still plug the folded up axe into its axle position in his bike mode according to the back of the package um i'm still into this just that is that is a friggin waste of a bunch of parts for that weapon because that 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 don't work that don't work um it's easy to fix you can just like snip half of that handle part off if you really want to but like it looks it looks very silly and there's nothing to do about it like there is no fix <laughs> unless you also like you could you could cut his hand open i guess but it's mm-hmm. not necessarily going to work the same way uh, or you could file actually you know what you could file down that raised lip that is preventing him from holding it in a nicer way yeah uh, this is all a bunch of busy work um that is kind of like that's i'm not mad i i don't think anyone can really be that mad about it cuz it's like here have a free accessory with this guy <laughs> But uh, the colors look great. I like the head a lot, and I'm really excited about a junkie on limb. Um, so I'm I'm digging it. Uh, no idea where it's coming out, who's having it, etc. Uh, Walgreens. Um, oh, did we get that confirmed? We have another look at the upcoming Walgreens exclusive Power of the Prime's Retgar. It's in the. Oh, I never actually read the story of the news story. I'm sorry, Onslaught Twenty Four. I did not read your article. <laughs> I just looked at the pictures. Okay, uh, Walgreens has them. Um. Yeah, that that weapon, eh? That's that's the thing. Yeah. How does it even work? What I guess that they could tool that weapon by itself. Yeah, I it. I'd have to guess that that was on its own mold somewhere, or some part yeah. of the mold that was really easy to just close off. Yeah, and it's all cause... one color, one material. So I maybe that's its own mold. Yeah, I mean it, because. It's, it's... It's the same plastic as the gray and the uh, the little plug on the hand belly gun. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it, it's it's real weird. Are you are you uh, are you feeling this Rekgar aside from uh, his his probably very bad for his wrist way of holding that axe? 
I I think it's cool. I'll uh, probably do the same hunt for it that I have for all the other Walgreens exclusives. Hmm. Um, yeah, that that is still a brand in a, in a franchise over in the states, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, um, one of these days, you guys might also get Toys R Us. We got that over in Canada. Uh, they get yeah, exclusives sometimes. We have Toys R Us too. They're just very slowly dying. Hmm. Limited time only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. TJ, are you on like like Final Visit eight or nine yet? Or have you have you stopped having final visits? <laughs> I, I stopped having final visits. Like it's like I'm just <laughs> I'm just prolonging it at this point. Yeah. Uh, how how you feeling about uh, this Rekgar? You know, I'm I'm not really feeling this Rekgar. Like I I really really like the one that they did for uh, Reveal the Shield. Me too. Me too. Uh, so I I don't really feel the need for that. And again, you're hitting that point where I. I don't really feel any desire for seeing a combiner form of a character who was not supposed to be a combiner. I don't mm. feel like Rekgar absolutely needs that. Now, like if you want to, now if you want to come up with a hypothetical combiner that is nothing but Junkions and they're just all like cobbled together, guys. Mm-hmm. Like okay, yeah, let, let, let's be that, let's that, be real. Be cool. It's uh, it's it's quite easy to look at a bunch of Rekgars and just see them as a bunch of Junkions. So this is this is a step in the right direction for me. There's some more fireworks. Are they done yet? Holy crap! Uh, happy Happy Victoria Day, everybody. Um, I will address the elephant in the room. Uh, Rekgar has a pinhead. That head is tiny. That is like Fun Pub hilarious. How tiny his head is uh, because of the ears and having to fit into that cavity. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't blame anyone who's very put off by that. I don't mind it because it's it's already Rekgar doing something he's not really supposed to. Um, and, you know, clearly the artwork for him is being extremely kind to the perspective <laughs> that is making his head, you know, nice and happily large and the same size as his shoulders and etc. Uh, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Um, ideally, I'd like to collect four. And ideally, I'd like to see someone make uh, some new heads, uh, maybe even some new chest fittings. Um, but, I mean, I'm not going to hold my breath for that. Uh, although, like, um, who was it? Transform Dreamwave put out like suddenly add-on kits for Superion and Computron and Six Shot out of nowhere. So there's there's still there's still hope. Um, this also brings us to another piece of combiner news. Uh, thanks to Takara Tomi, who are soliciting for their October releases already. Uh, we got some. Uh, we got our first look at um, photos of Inferno doing anything. Uh, and, and, you know, cross-selling anything. So uh, it kind of confirms he's got a new head for his uh, his individual robot modes. A really solid Inferno head. Um, and they, they figured out you could put a Prime Master um, into that little socket uh, on his ladder. Um, I was actually wondering, like, did they retool it? And I looked, and I'm like, nah, I think that's just coincidence. It's complete coincidence. They just happen yeah. to fit in there. Um, he comes with feet. Uh, I believe someone said they're the Alita One feet, like the Starscream feet. Um, uh, yeah, looks a lot like him. Yeah, and, and we finally get a look at the colors for his combined mode. He still has Defensor's head, and the colors are just kind of... I think the, the best way I saw him described is it's just kind of inverted in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, instead of having yellow things in his ears, he's got red things in his ears. Instead of having a black chest plate, he's got a white chest plate. Uh, I don't think it looks bad. Um, I, I would like to know its name. Um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not looking like, you know, wow or anything, but I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to put this. I don't think it looks bad. I don't think I would die on a hill defending it any, like ever. 
Um, but it I'm, I'm, definitely is filling out the other half of a wave. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know there there are m- way more boring color layouts they could have done. Mm-hmm. Um, like they're they're definitely making good use of the fact that the ladder is white and is going to form the chest. So they're they're doing some stuff with it. I am just I guess I'm kind of questioning the top half of the head being red because that feels very much like well this is where the mold parts fit. This is going to be done in this plastic. And it's like okay. <laughs> Would have, would have been cool if the skull part was black and the ears were left red, but you know, I guess I could do that myself. I don't know. Aaron, how are you feeling about uh, our, our actual look at Inferno? Um, it looks like a fire, another fire truck. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not terribly thrilled by it. Um, I've not seen Heidner hair of Wave 2 Voyagers around here, so I don't know how a theoretical Wave 3 thing might ever happen. I mean, the technically wave two is not supposed to be a thing until the summer. Technically, technically, yeah, everything but, said second quarter, but there's not a whole lot of that second quarter left. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Because I've uh, been watching my pre-order not to go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and we and we've had wave two pop up in Canada, but it was you know given how it is no longer anywhere, it's theorized that was just like hey, stuff showed up just at the right time for a restock, mm-hmm. but otherwise we're probably not seeing a big wave of it or a big push of it until round about the summer. Um, TJ, how are you feeling about uh, this like kind of full look at Combiner Inferno? Mm, I mean, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can see what they're going for here, trying to invert colors, make it look as different from Defensor as possible, and that's perfectly fine. It's yeah, I'm kind of with Aaron though. It's like it it feels like it's it, it does feel very Betatron, where it's just well, we've got this lying around, we can retool it and we can throw it out there just to fill out the wave and have the stores sell something else for us. Mm-hmm. They're trying, like. Because yeah, what's it's, what's the other one in this wave supposed to be? It's just him, I think. Do we know? I mean, I'm sure that there's. It, it's him and I, and I think it's him and some uh, some like repacks uh, as far as the voyagers go. Like I don't think there's another new voyager. See, this to me screams like that there is a plan for some new mold second part because otherwise like, it's yeah it's like a sky rain. Do you mean? Not yeah, something like that, where it's something yeah. not a remold of Skyrain, but yeah, like yeah, but the like way that what just, Skyrain was right, the way that that just came out of nowhere because like our Voyagers will have been the Starscream mold mm-hmm. that's already gotten redone in the second wave, the Grimlock that I think it'd be kind of difficult to do something else with, but hey, who knows, and then Hunger, which is good luck. Okay, it's new. Yeah, but I it's mean, it's very much a a rebuild of something else. Which uh, the the reports I've seen of the toy is that it's not you know just remolditis that it actually is its own thing. It is, but yeah. it's not like there's a lot of engineering time. Let's say that would have gone into that power into that price point. So I'm wondering I feel, I feel... like where where design time has gone. I feel like like hunger could if if this was planned from the beginning he could be redone as a vehicle and maintain some of his interesting combiner tooling mm-hmm. i also feel like a simpler recolor of him that just retools like heads and stuff i think there's a case to be made for redoing him into like a g1 infernicus mm-hmm. uh you know rescue one of the good bits of the last night and 
<laughs> and just bring it into the fold in the in the in, in a better way. But uh, yeah, like I'm not going to hold my breath for any of that. Uh, also, Inferno, I just realized really. He kind of punctuates my whole point about how, like, if they had done more 84, 85 cast as limbs, or even 86 cast as limbs, I would be jumping over the moon for this, because I'd be like, all right, a fresh torso from 84, 85 to, to throw in with this whole weird, like, action mastery set of old G1 characters who are combiners, but he's instead another torso. Now there's three of these, and nine limbs, <laughs> if mm-hmm. you don't if you mm-hmm. don't count the fembots, who I really am attaching to, to Alita 1, um... So like yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> it it just seems like there's some either they massively cut the amount of engineering time and effort that goes into the line or that there's something else looming that they're waiting for like me 3 to show off or yeah. something. I don't know. Yeah. Like yeah. Ha- like they've got a bunch of stuff waiting on Hascon to get somebody to come. Yeah, it it feels oh, it man. does it does feel like they're just kind of prolonging this. Like it, like it, it feels like they're holding something back. It it kind of does, but also I'm I'm kind of like sobering myself up to the to the idea that maybe this is all that Power of the Primes is is kind of like a a sort of catch all. We're going to fill in the gaps of of Combiner Wars sort of line. Right. Um, I just would hope that there's more to it, or you know that like whatever the next line is is getting a ton of lead in time. Yeah. Like they like, want, like I, they they want to figure out that auto that uh, like electronically powered auto more sequence stuff that they just could not get down with previous technology so they need to take a year at like coming up with new branches of mechanical we, design we, we, or yeah, something. Yeah, they just come come back like we figured out power core. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know what? I'd be I'd be doing a backflip if they figured out power core. Um and, and I mean also the, the next generation's line is is ostensibly gonna be like the start of a new quote unquote trilogy. So I, I could see also wanting to have a lot of build up time, wanting to create something that really stands on its own, um, you know, in its own way while still being very referential, which is yeah. kind of the the growing riddle of generations. It's like what is generations? Oh man, I'm I'm pulling a blank. <laughs> what was the uh uh the next line is going to be like web diver. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like like a take a console. USB cable <laughs> and you plug it in to your TV and your Optimus Prime, and then everybody else plays with the Optimus Prime. And we've called it War for Cybertron. And then, like, and then specifically, like yeah. a note at the bottom: "Sorry, Matt Teager." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like all these toys connect to the Bluetooth in your phone. And that let, mm-hmm. that you that lets you play as them in it's been like a mobile game they come out with for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of looking forward to this to this. I, it's not even really a changeover because I think that the same staff are all on as far as I know. Yeah, but like you know, this aesthetic changeover. I'm I'm looking forward to something fresh. I'm 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 coming because I, I like you know G1 with posability uh, in certain cases. I think it can it, can, it just looks cool to see what that ends up being. But I also like you know Battle Trap being the great example battle trap is not like any of the generations we've gotten for the last three years in a lot of ways um yeah like actually I won't, I won't say like any of it i'm sure there are exceptions i can't remember off the top of my head but like battle trap is like pre-trilogy generations where it's a spin on an old idea but it's very clearly new and i am starting to get you know as grass this might be grass is greener syndrome but like i'm starting to miss that a little bit mm-hmm. um 
Yeah, I don't know. Like it to me, I, I look, I scroll down, and I look at these. You know, Alpha Trion. Uh, what is it? Alpha Trion is it Cloudburst, the yellow one? Um, I can't remember. But Alpha Trion in the Pretender armor, and I'm like, this is like a perfect capsulization of like, look, it's G1, and I'm like, yep, sure is. <laughs> There's a guy in that suit. <laughs> still staring at inferno and i'm still trying to figure it out like the more the more i stare at his head the more i'm starting to see like uh like a i don't know like a fireman's helmet and like blue blocker glasses and i'm starting to get into it oh the combine like the combined mode oh, okay yeah I yeah can, like the combiner head i can see that you're right yeah okay you know what yeah if the fireman's helmet thing with that little fin or not fin but, you know the implied fin on the middle hmm uh i'm seeing it i'm cool yeah you know what i wouldn't want that redone as black yes fireman helmet explains that pretty decently um i guess i guess it's it's oh if only if only it could have been i don't know a little more defined i would have liked it if it was just a straight up fireman's helmet like on smolder that's what i would like (laughs) bringing it back to power core for a second can we get generation smolder please uh but yeah, that's uh, that's some that's some of the toy news. Um, something just crossed my mind is like another thing we could touch on. Oh, uh, we also got those photos. I didn't really put it in the topic list because there was not much to say other than you know kind of a gag. But like you know those photos that popped up for uh, Predaking, um, showing that Predaking is one of those toys that that definitely needs to be photographed in certain ways, uh, and definitely looks very bad if photographed in other certain ways. Uh, I, 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 TJ, you put it pretty well on Twitter. Like it, it borderline looks like an inside job. How bad those photos are. Yeah. Um, like putting Predator King's combined mode in the worst, most awkward position possible with the wings folded up. Yeah, that's uh, the thing. Twi- it's like to like not have the wings extended because like that's his silhouette. That's what makes him look so cool. Like, and it feels very art, like very, very robotic in that it's like, well, if the wings were out, he wouldn't fit into the the guideline resolution of the stock photo. So we folded them in so he'll fit into the guideline resolution of the stock photo. And it's like, cool. Uh, one problem: Predaking without his wings folded out d- just looks like a dummy. So you gotta <laughs> you gotta fold those wings out. Um, and I, I I'm really hoping Predaking comes out. I, I still feel like he's gonna be a good set. I just think he's going to be like you know visually a set that's very easy to make look awful, uh, and I I don't think that means he's bad, but you know, someone else on Twitter put it like this: for everything I'm saying, two of those guys also have entire thighs just hanging off of their backs, <laughs> and there's not much you can really say about that. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, do you guys have anything else you want to drop about Predaking or any of this stuff, or shall we move along to another listener question? I think we can move along. We got one here from Arufonza, who says, Hello, Arufonza, back with another listener question. I wanted to thank all of you for your heartfelt response from a few episodes ago and let you know that it meant the world to me. Today I have two questions that should be fun to answer. My significant other and I are lucky to both have a love and a passion for Transformers. I even met them at a TF at the TFCon bar. We only, yeah, I was about to say a TFCon bar, but it's like we only have the one. Um, Did they tell the, you about? Are you guys hiding TFCon bars from me? <laughs> Actually, that feels like the time that they had that, um, oh, wow, this is embarrassing. You know, the band who do really good covers of Transformers, the movie soundtrack songs, and they dress up in really cool Transformers mm-hmm. costumes. What's their name? This is going to bug me. Oh. 
Oh, and God. now it's just ejected from your minds because I said I forgot it because that's what happens to me when someone says that to me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> and oh, man. Nope. I know it even has. I know the oh, structure I'm of the name. I'm angry that my brain has just rejected yep. it. Wow. <laughs> you ever wanted to hear th- like the synchronization of three brains uh, just ejecting something into the recycle bin? Like a like a friggin' organic brain virus. It just happened. Um, I'm gonna look okay, at Transformers cover look band. At, look it up. Uh, Cybertronic, Cybertronic Spree. Spree. <sighs> Thank goodness. Okay, so Cybertronic Spree played at TFCon, <laughs> and I felt like there the the room they were playing in. It felt like people had hidden it from me because I so entirely never even saw the room because it was downstairs. Uh, and so I was thinking, like, are you all hiding a bar down there? That's where I was going with that. That was prolonged. I never even finished reading the question. <clears throat> Autofonza says, I'll, I'll quote again, quote, I even met them at the TFCon bar. It's an adorable story for another time. However, while we both love and support one another, when it comes to toys, we are fierce competitors, hunting through dealers' rooms together, holding hands, only to trip the other, trip the other <laughs> at a moment's notice. <laughs> to retreat. I'm In Go my brain, blood. that's... That's not playing out like friendly. Uh, trip the other at a moment's notice to retrieve the item we desire over our beloved companion's embarrassed form. <laughs> yep, that's how it was written. Uh, I embellish, of course. Okay, I hope so. <laughs> but I was curious what stories you all uh, would have about competing with your significant others over prized possessions or what it was like having that competition at your side at all times, if that applies to you. And that's one question. Uh, so... My immediate thought when I read this was, Aaron, have you ever had to, um, like, not get Roundhouse kicked in the head because you wanted a Jazz first? Nope. Okay. No, Alfie and I are pretty good about, um, you know, really for Transformers, the only, like, overlap is she's very character-focused when it comes to that stuff, so it's, like, Jazz and Soundwave out of Transformers, and... That's never come to roundhouse kicks to the cranium uh, for that sort of thing. But then beyond that, it's like the other stuff I know she's looking for. I keep an eye out for and she'll keep an eye out for Transformers for me. So there's not competition in that. Um, well, then on the other side of the coin, like, is there a, like, do you, do you get a good feeling out of like, all right, we're both kind of we're both we're not both competing, but we are both kind of looking for the same stuff. We both got like. We both got a path we can roll through in this dealer room, etc. Yeah, we've uh, when it's come to dealer room, um, especially since like at TF Cons now, she's like official photographer and can sneak in and out and around on things. That's been a little bit helpful. Um, but no, it, it's and then it's also the same thing, you know, for jazz stuff, seeing some of the, um, you know, other thing, the jazz adjacent stuff. The mm-hmm. the masterpiece alikes the oddball things. Um, Our little assortment of third party jazzes that we've got kicking yeah. around. So you know it's been helpful to you know for some of those have been like, hey, you know there's this one or this one and this one was this much and this it was like five dollars less over there. You know which way do you want to go for this thing? So mm-hmm. it it has been useful for sure. And uh, TJ, have you ever had to uh, collude with photographers or, uh, I guess, trip people 
and uh, I, I embellish, of course, uh, clamber over their collapsed form in order to get what you want because they want it too. Well, I mean, I mean, there's the one time in the dealer room where they actually had a common rider belt, and I had to chloroform Danielle just to make sure I got to it first. But you know, it's only happened like the, the twice. I mean, you know what they say? They say chloroform builds a tighter bond. Actually, no, no, don't, don't even. Don't, no. I'm not even going to joke. But that's, uh, that's, oh, that's the. Uh... No, none in particular. Uh, I find that uh, we're kind of each other's worst enemy because we'll just throw things at each other that I, I, we really shouldn't own this or have space for. The... Okay, I'm taking this now and I'm putting it here and I'm never letting it go. <laughs> uh, but toy wise, uh, like Danielle's not a toy collector; she's an anime collector, which I don't collect. So generally, like especially in a dealer room scenario, we are usually. Uh, more co-op than competitive. There's rarely something that we are both after. And mm-hmm. generally, if generally on the rare occasions, it's something we are both after. I will buy, she will keep. Mm-hmm. Just how that goes. So I, I don't really have like that. Uh, there's no competitive urge. You know, in, yeah. in, in any way. In my case, off the top of my head, the only things I can think of is, A, I think I probably caused Kryn to end up with a toy collection she didn't actually want. Um, yep, did that. And then B, I never had to compete for Cyclonuses. Uh, I ended up beta testing Cyclonuses because when we went through Cyclonus season, which appears to have passed for the most part, um, I would get them first. And then, you know, the sampling would happen of like, OK, is this one good enough? Uh, does this one need to have its its cockpit uh, removed, etc.? cetera? Um, but yeah, I, I have never, I have so far not yet had to uh, uh, trip a beloved companion uh, to get what I want uh, or uh, what about dodge truck slam. Well, I mean, you know, the future Truth is song? what it is. It's a, it's a big unknown uh, tapestry. Uh, but I also, I, I would never curb stomp someone without consent. That sounded better in my head. Like that sounded like a real kind of like like forward yeah. thinking, loving thing to say. But nah, I guess yeah. I, you you can't really spin curb stomp into any form of affection. You, quite no, yet. you can't. You Not can't really. uh, quite back from that uh, that one. I just think about I, I, I you know what was it American History X? Is that the one with the famous curb stomp scene? Like, there's no loving version of that. Don't uh-huh. curb stomp people. That's gross. I mean, unless it's your enemy, curb stomp your enemy if you have to. Um. Well, or at Man, least our curbs, curb stomp like your significant other's enemy. That's romantic. Yeah. I'm... Re- TJ, this one's for you. The moment we start talking about curb stomp, I'm thinking about that. Was it... Which WrestleMania was it with the the insane curb stomp spot where it's like... Oh, uh, Randy Orton. Seth- oh, no, no, sorry. no, 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 no. No, it was Randy Orton. He he catapulted was- Seth Rollins like 80 feet into the air uh, to reverse a curb stomp. Yeah. With he catapulted Seth Rollins placed his foot on the back of his head and then Randy Orton used the power of his head to hurl Seth Rollins like multiple people into the air as far as height goes. Mm-hmm. That still blows me. I remember when I watched that. That blew that that was a friggin' like Tokusatsu spot. <laughs> if y'all don't know what we're talking about, go look for Randy Orton, Seth yeah. Rollins, curb stomp reversal, it RKO. 20, it's twenty uh, nine or thirty one, because it was before or after the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania. That was thirty. Yeah. I think yeah, I can't remember which one. But dear listener, even if you don't like wrestling, go look that up. It's an insane looking stunt. Uh 
still blows my mind thinking about it. What doesn't blow my mind is the fact that there's a second question in this because we get a lot of these. Ha! And Arufonza's second question is about Combiner War Optimus Prime. Uh, quote, I remember literally tripping over this guy in store. Stop tripping! Stop tripping over things! Yeah, you, you've got a shoelace uh, problem at this point. It's. I mean, I, I don't myself. I, I just issued suit. Do you know, I actually, I was going to get some new shoes and they had shoelaces and I actually went like, I'll just wait because I'm so used to my Blundstones. Um... It's once I got away from shoelaces, I was like, I don't actually have the time or patience to deal with these anymore. <laughs> I feel like a child, but also shoe I'm like, shoelaces. You just need to get the Velcro shoes. Yeah. No, I just get I just get pull-ons. I get like, Blundstones are just a pull-on boot. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's me being childish or me being extra mature, but that is the case. Anyway, what was I saying? Quote: I remember literally tripping over this guy in stores. Combiner Wars Optimus Prime. I didn't really want him because I had the Motormaster from that mold already. Sometime later, though, I thought an Optimus combiner might be neat, and his aftermarket price is probably pretty cheap given how common he was. Boy, was I ever wrong! I believe he is three times his original price tag, and for the love of God, I cannot figure out why. Did everybody all of a sudden have the same thought as me? Did one of those dimensional shifts happen, and I'm suddenly in a world where Combiner Wars Prime? is a rare and sought-after toy that didn't hit wide release. Has this strange and otherworldly phenomenon happened before? Thank you for all your time, and as always, Klinku! Uh, here's what I'll tell you. Yes, this has happened more times than I'm comfortable with, where I've seen a toy on clearance for like a year, not thought anything about it, and then not that long afterwards thought, you know what, I could use another copy of that. Oh, they aren't in clearance anymore. How much are they online? Oh, they're like triple retail. What happened? Aaron, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, you've seen this. Yeah. It's um something like that. It's it's more a matter of like nobody did want it, so probably like that initial wave it just got clearanced out because nobody wanted it and then they didn't make any more. And then it was a matter of people like either the um like some of the various upgrade kits that have like changed the perception. It mm-hmm. goes away from being that crappy toy to like, oh well with just you know, you just replace this bit and this bit. Now it's all of a sudden a whole lot cooler, and a whole lot of people go, "Hmm, okay, like, well, a, let I'm me go get and get uh, one or two of these," and then it's gone because mm-hmm. nobody was holding on to them, and they were all just taken care of. And now, like, children got them on the cheap or something at Marshalls or stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't I don't mean like this is not going to help you that much out of Fonza, but like this pattern when it happens, usually about three years later, once everyone who did get the toy doesn't want it anymore, um, you know, who is going to get rid of it? Usually like the secondary market suddenly fills with these on like convention tables and et cetera, and mm-hmm. they suddenly are cheap to get again in person, at least um, and sometimes online from other people's collections. So it'll it'll cycle around a little bit. Not not 100%, but it, it often will cycle around. It's just you got to wait a couple years sometimes. Uh, and it's weird. TJ, I don't mean to, like, push you right into the box of being, let's talk about Cybertron Galaxy Force. But the first time I remember this happening was with Cybertron and Galaxy Force when I would see, like, the, you know, the second half of Cybertron when they're doing all those clever redecos and everything. Yeah. Um, and then I was kind of like, ah, I don't know if I need those. And then, like, maybe a year or two later, I was like, you know what? I'd like to track some of those down and a number of them kind of fell into this pattern at least in my experience of like of like how much is cup colored what's his name yeah uh i actually can't remember his name (laughs) breakdown gts yes thank you oh my god uh i find this usually happens for one of two reasons one the toy retroactively became cooler because something else came out in the case of like 
Classics Ultra Magnus, he was like that junk repaint that came with a really cool sky warp. Mm -hmm. So everyone did away with that. And then, oh, no, no, no. We made an armor kit that upgrades him. And then it was like, oh, yeah, you can't even get that Ultra Magnus anymore. It's just like sold out everywhere. It's, you know, triple price, whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, and then there is, uh, you know, and I I would kind of say something like that happened in the case of uh, combiner wars optimus because more of the 84 cast came out now you have a whole crew of like old school autobots that could potentially have an uh finding optimus yeah so i would kind of chalk it up to that a little bit and the other thing is uh like a delayed awareness because like as you know as people in the fandom we follow it a lot closer you know we have it on twitter we have a facebook or are on forums for years before any social media happened so, like, when Classic Starscream came out, we were very aware that it was coming out, and we even had, like, street dates for all of this. Mm-hmm. But the casual fans and the people don't constantly pay attention kind of catch up a little bit later than everybody else and go, wait, there's a there's a Starscream that actually looks like he did in the cartoon, and, like, he doesn't... He, I don't have to keep track of a dozen parts to transform him? And then mm. they just get enveloped so like that was the first time i really noticed it because classic starscream went from ten dollar retail buy it at any store any day of the week you want no problem finding it and then two months later 50 bucks yeah and uh, and that first classics wave also if i remember right was one of the things that was a uh, quote-unquote casualty of the first live action movie yeah where like all these people suddenly go like wait transformers are still a thing and then finding out about classics um and then, yeah, like a couple years, uh, two years after the fact, Fans Project's first big release comes out with the City Commander armor. The once $10 Ultra Magnus turns into the now $90 Ultra Magnus for at least two years yeah. before yeah, he started were, to go back down. I remember because that was, what was it? That was um, matched with something that was much more... Skywarp. Everyone wanted Skywarp. Everybody wanted Skywarp, and you, like, you couldn't give away that Ultra Magnus. And then it was insane yeah to try and get one and for a while too because like you know a lot of people kind of scoff at the city commander armor right now but like given how that thing almost single-handedly kick-started what we now know as the third party market Mm -hmm. um that thing was a hype piece like even i think into like as, as late as like 2011 2012 um like people were like i heard about the city commander and uh yeah the Ultra Magnus is now not that expensive. Neither is the City Commander armor. But um, there was a period where a whole lot of people who ended up with a pile of those Ultra Magnuses suddenly felt like they were the smartest uh, like stockbroker types in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that demand has such a limited lifespan. Mm-hmm. You, like, you know, aside from that, like people got tired of the City Commander, or better options came out, or you just pick up your. Uh, your leader class Ultra Magnus that just looks way better as Ultra Magnus. And then things like Starscream is like Hasbro saw that and went, no, oh, let's just make him again. We'll make him even more accurate to the cartoon this time. Mm. There there goes all your $50 investment. Yeah, and um the the other the one other part of this I wanted to touch on is like the thing is a shelf warmer for a while, goes on sale, and then it gets liquidated. It's it's now like a five dollar thing at Marshall's. And then uh, I think I think we kind of we kind of poked at this before that stuff then also just gets bought, you know, like now it's a big five dollar toy that a parent might just see for their kid or a nostalgia fan who doesn't keep up with the fandom walks into Marshall and goes like, hey, five bucks for Optimus Prime. I'll take that. Um, So, yeah, like like 
it's a pattern I have gone through many times of really taking for granted how available a current mainline toy is and how, like, that ain't the case uh, after a certain point. So, uh, yeah, this this has happened many times uh, and probably will continue to happen many times. Um, so, you know, look forward to it, I guess. Uh, thank you, Autofonso, for the questions. Uh, we got one more listener question here from Starscream0625. TJ, could I pester you to read this one for us? Uh, I can do that. All right. Hey, Vangelis and crew. Thanks to a humble bundle, I'm finally starting to read through the IDW comics aside from the pack-ins. I just finished Escalation, and I really like the concept of infiltration as a uh, maturation of the G1 cartoon. So I wanted to know... Who would make up your ideal Decepticon infiltration unit? And who would make up its Autobot counterpart? Who would be their uh, unit commanders? Choose any characters you like, pretending that IDW Universe never happened while still honoring their uh, nominal factions and personalities. Congratulations on reaching episode 500 and beyond. Keep up your great work. It's been a blast listening to you guys since middle school. Thanks, Starscream0625. I'm still, like, to this day, I have trouble understanding, like, middle school as a concept, just because I grew up a place that that was a very defined K-12 into high school into Mm post-secondary. I've met many people who have gone through middle school, but, like, man, I couldn't imagine having, like, three different schools through K-12. I already had enough trouble with two. Uh I, I, wait, earlier I just said K-12 into high school, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, you meant K, like K-6 to six and then... K, yeah, K-7, K-7 in K-7. my case. okay. Yeah, what am I saying? Yeah, K-7 into high school, into whatever. Um, thanks for listening the whole time, by the way. Um, I, what are you, like 30 now? So I hope I hope you've had a good career, um, Starscream 0625. A lot of uh, things could have been done better with that time, but... Uh, yeah, we've been thanks. doing this podcast for, what, like 80 years? Something. Um, Starscream 065 probably has like kids now. Yeah, middle, uh, middle school to yeah, that could that could actually be a thing. Oh, you know, yeah, I was just realizing you're right, <laughs> and hopefully I didn't. If you do have kids, I apologize for making a joke out of the concept you might have kids. <laughs> um, and if you don't have kids, that's totally fine. Uh, also, I'm trying to not. Why haven't make you my... had children yet? Your parents are disappointed. Are they though? I don't know. We don't now, now I'm just starting to make up an entire history for this person that I've never spoken to in person before. Um, also, I am trying really hard for my answer for this not to be the 07 Decepticons. Because <laughs> we just spent a whole while talking about how cool they are. So now, right now, while we're talking, they are the coolest Decepticons in my head. Um, I'd say that's not a bad team, though. No, I mean, like, you got your air, you got your tank, you got your uh, you got your land, um, you know, you got your infiltration, infiltration in the form of barricade. Um, like, they really, that was a well-structured team, mm-hmm. uh, all things considered, you know, for, for a movie that was so ready to go, like, hey, what if a military round can also, like, it, it melt through their flesh uh, if we just remember to put it into our guns? Um so I'm trying to think of something outside of this. Like, I, to be honest, I think it would be kind of cool. And I think I touched on this in um, as a transmissions I was on that I think was for their Patreons only. But we had talked about like our own ideas for live action movies. And for me, I think it would be really cool if the initial infiltration unit was also a combiner team. Um, I get like you know Devastator being the the classic one, but like in my mind, it was the v- the Viacon Six. Uh, 
who are not actually characters and it's not quite in the spirit of the, of the question but like some some team some infiltration unit whose big surprise at the end of you know season one or you know mini series one is that if they're covered, standing on top of each other yeah, if their cover is blown, they can just all like form a human a human uh, totem pole and and like whoa oh no they're all big. I the problem is like if you go for their nominal factions and personalities, most of those combiner teams would be terrible infiltration units, mm-hmm. like you know the Stunticons or even even Devastator. Like like I think that de- to be honest, the Constructicons are probably the only ones they and the Combaticons maybe, but I think it would be the Constructicons are the only ones who could reliably do it. Because mm-hmm. they kind of have two commanders to keep all the other Nimrods in check, uh, but that's mine. Like I, I would love to see like you know a combiner also be the climax of this infiltration phase one unit. Um, Aaron, what about you? Like who, who would you want to see infiltrate? Um, actually, I think that like Soundwave with a plethora of cassette, like all of the Decepticon cassettes. Mm. Uh, could be something interesting in the like way that he c- was set up as you know hey it's an entirely common thing that you might see uh, a cassette player on a job site or in this dam whatever and then the cassettes are the like the other things that get around to do the dirt mm-hmm. um I think that could be an, an interesting take on it. And then it's a thing that, like, you think that's the big bad, and then your, your, you know, to go kind of with your idea, your end-of-season reveal is that th- these guys are just the front-line troops. There's actually Megatron and Starscream coming in. That, that, that even works on several levels of, like, the first Decepticons you're meeting are all small. Like, you know, yeah. friend, because I, I, one thing from, um, I think it was the Ashley Wood, which I think was the dream wave G.I. Joe versus Transformers, was the idea of Frenzy and Rumble just dressing up like a human, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, wearing a big overcoat, wearing a helmet and stuff, and like, if you could work that in so it's like, oh, there's these robots that are like people, and then there's these robots that are like giant robot animals and beasts. And there's this towering robot that they're all like, you know, they, they all they all are ejecting out of. And then the the idea that like uh, that you know the one towering robot finally we've driven off we've 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 subdued Soundwave and it's like that giant robot commander there's actually like a whole army of them and he's just like a top ranking one yeah uh, there's a whole race of robots who are as big as the towering one the little ones you were dealing with for most of this story those were the outliers mm-hmm. uh, and here comes like fifty more Soundwave sized robots incoming like that I think that would be really cool. Um, this is also like really leaving out the Autobot part, but like, I, I, I'm just not having any thoughts myself. And I, and Aaron, I think your idea works so well. If like, like if that, that's where it works. If all of the, the protagonists are just humans. Yeah. Um, and that's, that to me is also kind of along the lines of like what, um, animated did of, you know, individual Decepticons were powerhouses. Mm -hmm. And when like now all the Decepticons are here, man, that is trouble squared. That is now a different show, right? Like we we've moved into another series at this yeah. point. Um, TJ, what about you? Like, what's your uh, ideal infiltration unit? Oh, I missed. Did I miss something? Nope. I I heard a a a moment of music that then went mute. Hmm. No, there might have been a phone call. Could That's be. happened to me before. Well, you should tell people. Look, this is. Let me Sacred take a moment. Sanker Sanks time. 
Not to not to do a sponsor deal or anything. Let me just have a bite of one of these delicious poutine flavored uh, President's Choice potato chips. My favorite snack when I'm podcasting. So what 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 makes it poutine? Fla- Is it the gravy out of it that makes it poutine flavored? Because so, like it's a potato chip, and like a major component of poutine is potato. Yeah, and that's how I felt. So I'd be I like tried them. being like fish flavored fish sticks. So the fact that it is flavoring potatoes like potatoes is part of what makes it work because it means that the powder, the powder, the, the the base potato flavor works with the powder, and the powder is primarily replicating the cheese curds and the gravy. Okay. And it actually works really well because most other chip flavors at the end of the day are it tastes like a thing and also potatoes, you mm-hmm. know, whereas these are supposed to taste like potatoes, ergo, poutine potato chips are actually the greatest invention of the modern Western world. You have I to make sure to have on. some of those uh, <laughs> on hand for uh, TFCon. We'll see what I can do. They sell out every now. Hi, TJ. We're uh, just not doing a sponsor deal. We're uh, we're just chilling. We're talking about potato chips. Hey, how delicious they're. Hey, TJ, have you got? I love this idea that you two have a sponsorship deal going on, but they don't want me involved, so you can only plug it when I'm gone. (laughs) We're like, where's TJ? All right. Anyway, mm, delicious president's choice. Ah, since he was gone, he doesn't get a cut of that money, right? Well, we gotta we gotta talk to the boss. You know, what boss? Wow, who's talking about bosses? We're talking about Decepticon infiltration units. TJ, have you got an ideal infiltration unit? Kind of with you, like, Soundwave pretty much is the one bot infiltration unit. Like, I'm hard, I'm kind of hard pressed to figure out who else there is. Like, if we go into, like, if we go into, like, movieverse stuff and you start getting, uh, you you start getting things like Barricade. You know, and that's perfect for infiltration. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, we have, like, you know, spring a power core again. Why not? Smolder. It's a deceptive yeah. fire truck. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you know, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that would make interesting infiltration units. Um, Like, going back to, like, if, if the basis of this is, like, centered in G1, I'm having a hard time, because despite having the name, despite their name being Deception... They don't really mm. have a whole lot that are right. The Autobots work harder to deceive. Yeah, so like, just the, normal we're just stuff. cars. Yeah, and things. Yeah, a lot of like, that's the thing is a lot of like with, with my combiner answer. A lot of the you know nominal personalities for Decepticons really makes it hard to say they'd be an ideal infiltration unit because a lot of them are very loud, thuggish, like lunatics who want to blow stuff. Oh up. yeah, like the Combaticons <laughs> just spend time literally wrecking into things. Yeah. And like, like, and, uh, like for a second, I was, yeah, yeah, Stunticons. I was, I was briefly, I was like, hey, maybe the Stunticons because they all could blend in as cars. But I'm like, also, at least three of them just want to like drive around really fast and smash into other cars, mm-hmm. so they they'd get noticed fairly like, quickly. You might get the Combaticons to infiltrate because Onslaught seems like a Taskmaster that would do that. But at the same time, swindle. I think some, I well, Swindle, yes, but I think someone's going, yeah. I think someone's going to notice the space shuttle the size of a helicopter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me it's like it's like Brawl and Vortex you'd need to keep a leash on and it's doable but then like Swindle Swindle I you don't even like, bring. Yeah, Swindle would wreck this because he would he would infiltrate for maybe 3 weeks tops before he starts trying to do business. No, and, he he'd be running business underneath that. He would be oh, setting yeah. up like 
he's staying as a jeep but he's also you know setting up his drop houses and his warehouses and yeah, yeah. figuring and, and out the, what these meat bags have that yeah, scale of the galactic sell, market selling yeah selling off u.s supplies to carbamia and well also like selling off decepticon stuff is what i'm thinking because like what's swindle going to do to get immediate leverage i have alien technology what's completely against the notion of infiltrating sharing yeah. alien technology selling it right <laughs> so i'm like like when i was saying combaticons earlier i was just like no but swindle would ruin it all uh and then if 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 onslaught kept enough of a leash on swindle then you'd have brawl or vortex going off being a stuntercon at something um uh, and then like ideally blastoff is the one who's like you know what i'll just chill in orbit i'll go i'll go hang out on the moon like i feel like blastoff would work with the plan but like just be up there right next to cosmos like man it's kind of messed up huh yeah all right <laughs> no wait Jason. we're enemies so let's you're in my enemy i don't know speaking of autobot counterparts i feel like cosmos is one of the primary ones i would actually believe you mm-hmm. know like like just just as a surveillance robot it would, i feel like the autobot uh team on earth would be would be maybe two robots because you know there's there's no evidence anything's happening on earth so it would be like cosmos is in the air and someone's on the ground um in my mind when i was coming up with this movie idea it was like i, I felt like the main autobot on the ground would be strong uh strong arm uh, based off the Rid character, because I feel like she really works as like we don't even like. There's some planet called Earth. We don't even know if Decepticons are there. We're gonna send some eager trainee security officer or security uh, team member over there. You know, give her a job, make her feel important. It's just some backwater planet, probably nothing going on. Um, but like a big crux of this idea is also that like the 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 Autobot elite guard and the Decepticon DJD are both like equally terrible organizations in their own ways mm-hmm. um as far as like abusing everyone who works underneath them uh man i gotta go dig up that audio again i was really happy with that idea <laughs> um no, for, on the autobot side the only thing i could think of is uh no the infiltration is just pretenders yeah i mean master force you know just yeah. go with the master force approach they they've been living among us happily one lander has been maybe living among us too closely Maybe he's landing a little too much. Nudge. Nudge. Wink, wink. That's his Monty Python sketch. Does anyone still know what Monty Python is? Yeah. Uh, like, I hope we know what Monty Python is. If if people that don't listen to our podcast know what Monty Python is, then, again, you have better things to do than listen to this podcast. Yeah, it's 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 weird. I come from a generation where we watched a lot of like '60s and '70s British comedy, and I, and then I feel like like less than a decade after me, that all kind of felt it all it all depended on whether or not you caught a lot of PBS marathons, uh, sorry telethons. Mm-hmm. Um, is getting away from the question, <laughs> but uh, hopefully, hopefully, Starscream on sixty five. Those are some sufficient answers. Um, I'm starting to long for my my really awesome Transformers movie idea again. <laughs> Uh, I was very, very close to that idea. I really, I really liked it. Go, go check out that podcast if you want. I forgot what it's called. It's somewhere in the transmissions archives. Go ask, go ask, um, Daryl. Daryl will tell you which one it is. He knows. I'm sure he does. Um, and that brings us to what we got this week. Uh, Aaron, did you transformer up this birthday boy week? I did. I took your advice. Oddly enough. What? And got Happy birthday I, I, to me. I picked up uh Voyager Optimus Prime. Oh, studio series Voyager yes. Optimus Prime. Okay. 
And I... Man, Bumblebee just screwed up this line for me. Right? Yeah. Because, Forget him. Like, like, okay, here. There. Forgotten. Thrown off the desk. Cool. Aaron just fixed the line. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, because, like... Looking at everything else, and yeah, he like exploded into eight pieces over there. That's great. That's great. I was wondering. I was wondering if he even held together when he did that. Yeah, that's the. I don't. Now I feel bad that I did that because I'm gonna have to go figure out where his gun, arm, and back part got to. But whatever. I uh, I that's didn't tell Aaron's I didn't problem. tell Aaron to do that. By the way, you all can rewind the tape. <sighs> I didn't actually literally say throw the toy off the desk that has a propensity to explode. Uh, made for uh, good audio. But, um, yeah, I, his transformation did four or five things that I totally wouldn't have expected to come out of the Voyager price point. Even the, like, raised up Voyager price point from, you know, what, what it once was. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the way that his shin does the, like, kickflip thing to turn itself inside out to come together for his, his wheels, the... Like way his wheels move around and collapse down that I would not have expected. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of little neat things that happen with this transformation that, like, he just has weird under kibble and a kind of odd like toe deck that's and the truck's stretched out a bit for a semi truck, but like in the scheme of things, I can't decide if this or the Evasion Optimus Prime. Is the better Voyager? I couldn't. I could and never tell you and that. It's, and That's... it's by, and it's by shades. It's like yeah. this one has some things that are better. That evasion one had some like the inside out flippy bit. It's still a bit of a mind blow, but I I think this one would edge it out. But I would it's have like to get. You... I would have to pull evasion mode out of whatever box it's in and sit there and have like a solid ponder. It's like Evasion Prime, if you take the two stock Wave 1 Voyagers, Evasion Prime looks more like a toy in robot mode due to its color layout. Mm-hmm. That's the way I would say it, but then it's like you have so many options with Evasion Prime, uh, and, and then like if you ignore their their color layout and the way that they deliver their paint and etc., uh, I feel like everything that one of them does better is because they both have a slightly different goal mm-hmm. uh, in vehicle mode, and it's like... Yeah, it's, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you which one I like more. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about that Voyager Prime compared to like Masterpiece Movie Prime or or uh, who was it? Battle Blades, the downsized Revenge of the Fallen leader. It's a lot of people have responded to Studio Series Prime by saying, "Yeah, but Battle Blades was better." And I'm kind of like, which one was Battle Blades? That was the one where it was literally like they took the the leader uh, Revenge of the Fallen Prime and just made him into a Voyager. Uh, he came out, I think, during Reveal the Shield. Man, I can't remember yep. if I that got the, that one. That was the yellow box. Yeah. So a lot of people have been bringing that that figure out of the woodwork in regards to Studio Series Prime, and I'm kind of like, I get where you're coming from, but Studio Series oh, is such yeah, a joy one. to transform. I don't know if I ever ended up with that one. That, that one was cool, but it was also like the Revenge of the Fallen leader, but smaller. Yeah. And th- that has a lot of pros and cons. Yeah, I don't, so I don't remember the, those blades on the back of the art. No, yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Um, I don't think it compares. Yeah, like, like there's things on Battle Blades I could totally, like, I can understand someone liking it more. I just think that Studio Series 
is such a cleaner and more efficient delivery that is still hitting most of the high points. Yeah, very much so. It's like sitting here, like I've I've run through his transformation a couple times. I don't know of like down points on this other than like when you put his blades on his back without him on his arms, they kind of hit each other unless you do it the other way. Mm-hmm. Like, like I feel like the front nose of the truck like doesn't tab together like perfectly. Mine, mine does. Oh, that's that's what there's, I get for getting the good. There's a <laughs> there is a little tiny crack or a little tiny gap up at the like the three way point between the cabin and the the two sides. Okay. But it all mine tabs just fine now now granted there was um like a heavy click at one point in time for that where it was sitting there looking at it, it was like i don't know if this is gonna go and then it like ticked into place more so than like the other tabs had been but again it has enough like tabs and pegs in good places for tabs and pegs to to pull things together and hold it together mm-hmm. um like there are a lot of times where i'm like man excess tap like too much of these things is a bad thing but found the like the perfect way to do it um yeah or the perfect ratio on these it's just so clear for what it's doing. It is such a clean process that takes all the best lessons from a couple of previous Optimus Prime figures and then like weaves them together in, in such a fun way. Like I, I really love that figure. Uh, and, and absolutely this is colored by how much I didn't think I was going to care about it mm-hmm. when I picked it up. Um, like I think that if you buy it on our joint recommendation, it probably won't hit you quite the same way it did me. Certainly. And, um, I don't know if if my glowing talk maybe even like it doesn't sound like it, it gave you uh, over expectations, but like I, yeah, I just I just really like that figure. Um, I'm 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 kind of I'm kind of I don't I don't know if I'm bummed out. I feel like there's there's a cool talk to have about whether or not Starscream is getting is getting like way more attention compared to Optimus Prime than maybe that Starscream deserves. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they're both great. Those, those those Voyagers are solid. Like it feels like Voyager is the price point for this line. The deluxes have been kind of all over the place for Wave One, um, and it's honestly starting to look like they're going to continue being all over the place going into Wave Two. Yeah. So I'm happy a lot of the O Seven Decepticons seem to be Voyagers. Is what I'm going to say. Uh, or above, like Leader. Leader has been pretty solid too, but the Voyagers have just been like rock solid. Uh, two for two in wave one. Um, any other transformer stuff on your end? No. All right. Uh, TJ, did you transformer it at all this uh, this past week and a bit? I did. All right. Uh, I have Mastermind Nitro. Oh, I saw your photos. I was happy you picked that up because that's also, in my opinion, the best version of that mold. Yeah. So I've heard, like, for a toy that is. For a toy that is based on IDW Rodimus, I don't know why this toy does it better for me. Me neither. Because it's not accurate in the least. No, like, and, and <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's supposed to be Lost Light Rodimus, but 
the retooling makes it like this perfect updated nitro convoy override yeah. and it's like wh- it's what like, happened it's like you take <laughs> the parts of nitro convoy's design that didn't quite work like that huge wide the huge wide chest with the spikes at the collar mm-hmm. and then just like push that into the arms and suddenly it's sleeked down it still has the right silhouette the designs are still there like i know his shoulders should be black with pipe details i don't care this looks way better oh yeah and like even the the alt mode like that car mode took me a long time to realize that kind of looks nothing like the the override car mode nothing as as far as curvature but like the the silhouette combined with the color layout completely deceived me for a good long time I was like, I was convinced they'd retooled parts of the vehicle mode, and then I was like looking at it side by side with Calidus, and I was like, oh no, this is still IDW Rodimus with a, like a different kind of central uh, detail. But yeah, I, and then like the color layout also fixes some of my aesthetic problems with Calidus as far as how he looks when you're posing him. Um, I'm glad you're. It sounds like you're really digging Nitro. I'm uh, I'm happy to hear I've, that. I, I he has not been able to leave my desk. I keep picking him up and finding more ways of posing him. I do. I do gotta throw this out there. If you read the comic book, uh, Nitro is canonically it's a she. It's a she. she. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but they they named it Nitro. So what do you expect me to do? I'm just, I'm also happy that the comic even made sure to throw in uh, the female pronoun um, because of like the the sometimes really dumb conversation about that. I was like, this is like a very nice, very soft troll, uh, <laughs> but it's also like the it's it's the interesting decision to make. Uh, because Mastermind has this whole run of female characters they've done and reformatted now. Um, how, so you, did you ever mess with, with the Hot Rod version, or is this your first go? Oh, this is my first one. All right, like, like how do you find, like, the mold itself? The mold itself is nice. Like, it's not, it's not overly intricate, which I expect out of a lot of third-party toys. So that that makes me happy. Like, and then there's some points where... I kind of wish there's a little bit more going on. Like, it feels weird to have so much transformation going on in the legs and then the arms just kind of fold up. Yeah, if I recall correctly, because I haven't, I haven't uh, alt-moded that figure in a bit. Like, the, I think my biggest, my, my main problem was I wish the hands folded away. Yeah. Yeah. That's one. Because um, otherwise, like, I, 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 that one, like, aside from the hands, comes very close to hitting my perfect ratio of, like, yeah, the legs do a ton and then I wish a little more happened with the arms, but then also like that final moment when you do the compression or expansion on the the slider bit, yeah, and the way like everything links together, uh, it's it's very close. Yeah, if if the arms did a little bit more, and then uh, how'd you find the head? Um, it's a little finicky to get transformed. Mm-hmm. Like it's a l- little hard because those those big blades hanging off the helmet. But, yeah, you know, it it just takes a little bit of time to figure out. That that was one of those bits where I kind of also felt like, you know, this was just like a hatch, <laughs> and the head <laughs> folded away. Yeah, I'd I'd be a little bit less worried about the angles of how it's going in. But yeah, yeah. Man, I didn't even realize. I, I like when you were posting on Twitter that you had it. I was like, I didn't know he was picking this up. Also, it makes like a hundred and ten percent. TJ would pick this up. It's yes. freaking Galaxy Force. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's a high end <laughs> Galaxy Force re- redesign. Like, of course. Um. Yeah. I mean, like, like I said, like, you got you got the best version. Yeah. Like, uh, like I think of all designs, like overrides the one I wish Hasbro would give another shot to because I like the colors, I like the design idea. It is in incredibly hampered by the automorph yeah it bums me out because also like 
in in the world of full on automorphs, that is also one of my favorite automorphs. Oh yeah, like um, it's it, it's effective. It works, and yeah, like you only have to. I think I think once it's done, you just kind of flip out the feet, and that's you're pretty much done. I'm like, if it was that automorph, but on a Voyager price point at the same size, yeah, where it would be able to compress a little bit more with some more like you know just more parts count basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it would have been like 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 world changing as far as transformers go and I, I that's also like we were joking about automorph earlier but i'm also like that's one of those experiments i'd like to see them try is like can we can we can we do automorph but like 10 years later see if we can get it to be even tighter mm-hmm. right um you know like generations automorph not like one step changers although i think one step changers have a lot of tricks to learn from for that stuff um Man, uh, yeah, I, I also liked your uh, what was it the the you, you did the the significant poses, yeah, uh, the the benchmark poses, right? Oh, yeah, arms folded, Iron Man, and running pose, which I'm stunned that joint tolerance and balance allowed me to get a really nice looking run. Hmm. Yeah, it, it's a very solid mastermind piece. Um, did you ever? I forgot. Did you ever pick up their Tarn? That's the next thing I'm eyeballing. As soon as I, as soon as I've got enough budget to swing that, yeah, because their Tarn is, I think, still my my favorite thing they've ever released, and that it's getting a retool into a Thunderclash, which might supersede that if it does some things. I'm not sure if it is, uh, but that if you like if you like Nitro, like their Tarn is all of that, but like also the hand. I think the hands fold away on Tarn. <laughs> oh, I'm sold now. Yep, perfect toy. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Ankle tilts, hands fold away. It's a winner. Um, any other Transformer stuff on your end? No, that'd be it. Oh man! All right. Yeah, I, I haven't gotten any new Transformer stuff in part because, as I mentioned, we we I have never seen Wave Two Deluxes in person. Um, and I'm also not going out hunting every day because I I don't want to. I don't want to be the one doing the hunting. I want to wait until someone else finds them. <laughs> um. So I, I would be heading straight into off topic and really like I, I have a I have a report to give about the Magic the Gathering Toronto Grand Prix that I went to this weekend. But uh, that's not that is that is 100 percent not toys whatsoever. So before I do that, um, Aaron, did you do any other uh, what we got type stuff? Uh, we joked about my computer stuff at the beginning. Yep. Your computer exploded. Of, you got uh, the, the show. <laughs> yep. I uh, got a kind of boring black case that everything went in but it's got glass on the side so lights could happen um got some of the latest wave of uh lego minifigures the blind pack stuff oh man what is what's uh give me give me what are the what are the um, highlights of the new there wave? are a couple of um co- it's, it's like a bunch of costumes mm-hmm. is more so the theme on this one um down to there are a couple of um uh let me find a link for you to to help out with it um oh i, I can just look this up while you're yeah, talking it's, it's series it's new... 18 i think it's the the party um but there's like a, a guy jumping out of a cake that he has like cake splats up his suit um oh this I've, cake guy looks cool i've got a dragon suit guy i've got uh i think we got pretty much everything out of it um oh the balloon there's... with the boy it looks really good the balloon looks really good oh the birthday party boy and girl yeah the balloons yeah. look really oh my god so those the horse are costume? actually 
those are actually interesting because it's like the way that they hold it, their arm is down and it pegs in like to the hand. Oh yeah. So that it goes up. Uh, the 78 police officer is like the one that was the hardest for me to suss out which one it was. And that is mm-hmm. a throwback to like the very first minifigure. Does he come with a, a this like a box? He, com- of his he own comes kit? with the box of the kit that was his kit. Also, I just noticed the people in front are are Lego people dressed up as Lego bricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are they and, working and Lego it has, bricks? It has studs on the front and gaps on the back that you can like click that body into something. Oh my god, that's kind of weird. I like yeah. it. I really like it. Uh, the party clown um, has like balloon animals out of Lego. That's different. Um, all the way down to like. The unicorn guy that's like a unicorn knight. Yeah. We we got everything out of this set but the Lego brick suit guy. Between the guy and the girl, it was very difficult to like discern what the difference was on it. I can't imagine how you would possibly be able to hand feel the bag. You, you would have to Dude. go for the hair specifically. She's got like a, a top knot hair piece and he has a regular hair piece but otherwise this, they're the same the cowboy costume and the race car costume like those are are those new pieces yeah that looks really good yeah also the spider suit boy i think i need that one mm-hmm. oh man yeah that's a good set yeah that was that's even a that's a good festive like like kind of creamy orange for the tile stand too mm-hmm but yeah, it was definitely uh, a thing that once we finally saw it, we took our time to hunt down everything to the point of like we found a case that was just opened at Barnes and Noble, and like as we were standing there, a Barnes Noble employee came over and was asking like, you know, hey, what are you guys doing? And explain it to him, and like, no, it's it's blind, you know, it's this thing. She's like, oh, you just don't grab them and it's like well no because it's like a blind pack thing and it's a thing that we can figure out she's like oh okay and so we were continuing to work through it and then she's like okay i gotta know what what are you what are you feeling for and then had to explain like the whole deal of it and she's like oh okay now i get it that's kind of cool all right well do you guys need help and he's like no 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 we we got it we got like two more to suss out and we're almost done I was really worried this was going to end with her going like, oh, that's what you're doing. Okay, well, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> are those balloon animals new pieces, too? Yeah. As God. as far as I know, they are. Yeah, those look, I saw a close-up. Those look really good. Man, oh, congratulations. Yeah. Um, Anything else on your end? Toy-wise, no. All right. Uh, TJ, off topic. Did you uh, do anything this last couple weeks? Um, I can't. You know, I can't remember if I talked about the me cards I picked up. Mostly because I keep forgetting I picked any up. I don't think I was just tapping the desk trying to remember. I I feel like we just talked about the fact that those are the thing that got that kind of has come over from Korea and and gotten big, but that's mm-hmm. about it. Because uh, we talked about the other the Chinese ones, yeah, the we Chinese talked, yeah, we things. talked about the Screechers Wild, Screechers Wild, right? Yeah. Um. See, so did you pick up? Was it just like smaller me cards, or did you go for like the big crazy spider thing? Uh, they they don't have the big crazy ones here yet. I've like, seen the big crazy spider one here in Canada. 
like the big black van or whatever or yeah. the truck yeah, yeah like, we got, we've got that over here like yeah like i i do have one of those i got the big blue dragon or phoenix whatever it is but uh no i've not seen those on store shelves yet oh man like, yeah the spider the spider is kind of tempting just because it's kooky like but... o- oddly enough like for whatever reason the me cards are packed in like next to the transformers and these creatures wild are actually in the hot wheel section which... I feel like over here, the Screechers Wild were in that interstitial aisle where they just shove movie toys. Yeah. But they were definitely like, like they were just, they were in the, the equivalent of a corner of an aisle over here. No, um, it, it's interesting to compare the two. Because, you know, Card is the more popular one overseas. And mm-hmm. over here, it's the more expensive of the two lines. Yeah. And I... Feel like, uh, I feel like for your extra cost, you're getting a little bit more pain app, which is nice. You're getting a actual game out of it because they took off all the little marks on the discs for the U.S. releases on the Screechers Wild. So you know, there's some semblance of like a card game aspect to it as well. I need to figure that one out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big thing is, uh, the Screechers Wild. Uh, as much as I like them, they all do the backflip trick. Yeah. Whereas uh, the me cards do the barrel roll as well as, you know, your typical backflip. And so there, there's a little bit more creativity going on. Oh, especially the, the spider. Like the spider is just what if the panels on top of this van explode and they actually spring load into spider leg positions? Yeah, my yeah. My Phoenix truck does the same thing. Yeah. Like, but no, like I got like I got one that turns into like a dragon. You know, and that works well enough. And then you got one that's like a giant hand. All right. Like it's a <laughs> like it's an SUV that barrel rolls when it flips and like a giant hand comes up and like that's the magnet that's holding onto the card. Ah. And it's like it's supposed to be like some like he like almost like some like giant Egyptian monster crawling out of the sand. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And then, like, for the card art, and I guess for, like, whatever YouTube series they're doing, they tried to make it look like a like a friendly robot who just had, like, one big arm. But it looks <laughs> nothing. It looks nothing like that if you actually stare at the toys. It kind of reminds me of, like, the, the, the kind of remodeling they used to do on, like, season one Transformers. Yeah, yeah. Like, like really having, having a fluoro dairy with the animation like, models. Like, no, Ironhide totally has a normal head. Yeah. But he's, a, he's a normal robot. You're the one with the weird toy. I really hope that because uh, Mecard has some Tobot style toys that just are actual Transformers mm-hmm. uh, that are based more on their show models, and I hope that those come out over here because I really want to pick some of those up. It's just interesting that they went with such, some of the weird designs, like the, like there's like an old school vampire Dracula looking one. They brought that one over for first wave. Like that's daring. Yeah, like that's a really weird design to throw in on your first wave, along with the dragons and the robots. Okay, <laughs> like, but for whatever reason, like they have the big one. They had some of the big ones too, and just like all they do is like stand up and they turn into a generic robot. And like that's so less interesting. That's that's why I, I really hope that the Tobot style ones come out because it's it's just a car that turns into that robot, but an actual robot, right. not like you know a standee that's sculpted. Um, 
Well, uh, I was just trying to remember. Is is Meekard the one that also had like a, a, a brief legal trouble in the states? Someone I, tried to say you're copying our style. I can't remember. Never heard anything about that. I saw that float around Twitter briefly, where like some other magnetic spring load toy line. I don't remember if it was Bakugan or not. Um, actually, like tried to start something about that. Uh, I don't think it went anywhere. It might have. I, I didn't really keep up with it. I just was like kind of chuckling when I saw that because I was like, oh man. I, welcome to America, me card. <laughs> um, anything else uh, off topic on your end you want to hit? Nope. All right, Aaron. I just found a distribu a box distribution list for series eighteen. Mm -hmm. uh, there is one policeman per box. Okay. There are, there because are, uh, there was one policeman that we found, and I was getting very concerned that either my thumbs had gone blind or. Like somebody had pre-scoped this box that I saw them just break out. So nope. Uh, apparently, the box distribution is one policeman per box. A whole bunch of the others are three are three per box or four per box, and the two people in brick costumes are five per box. Yeah, they're a disgusting plague. So you'll have no no problems finding uh, the one you're missing. Well, or I could getting find enough of more. Them to... I could find more of them, but like I said, it's going to be hunting down the male versus female. Just get all the ones that have the brick, you know, because there's 10 per yeah. box. There's a good yeah, chance. I'll... And then you can build a house out of them, too. Uh, except for they have arms hanging out the side and they're one by or they're two by threes, which aren't the best for. It'll be a very layering. weird looking house, but the kind of house I'd like to live in. Lots of limbs. Um, well, that brings me to my off topic, which for me, it was just going to my very first Magic the Gathering Grand Prix. There's a Grand Prix Toronto. Uh, and I had a lot of fun. I played a whole bunch of sealed. Uh, and, uh, the, the main thing I wanted to highlight was that I was once again, very, and I hate saying, saying it this way, but it's true. I was very pleasantly surprised how friendly everyone I met was. Uh, and, and the way I put it is every, uh, most everyone I came across, you know, playing against them for the most part, or like folks I recognize or who recognize me from, uh, drafts I've been going to, um, Basically, like, either they were very friendly or they were very clearly trying their best to be friendly. Because uh, obviously, like, oh, you know... God, it's this guy. Jeez. Yeah, they're like, oh, the guy who keeps talking about Transformers, he's here. Go find the stupid Grimlock card already. Uh, no, I mean, like, the, the, to expand on that, it's like, you know, folks who are just outwardly friendly or folks who clearly, you know, either are socially awkward or or are just having a bad day. Like, they're having no good luck or they're just on a losing streak, but they're trying really hard not to, like, you know, take it out on, on people saying hello to them. Um, and then like a lot of people also like gave me a hand, not just with rules, but like sometimes often, how do I put this? Um, so there were a couple people who helped me out with like my sealed deck, uh, after like I would lose to them. So, you know, mm -hmm. obviously timing, but like it was, a, you know, something they didn't have to do. Um, but, but also boiling it down a little bit more baseline, I was surprised and kind of touched how many people seemed excited. Like, especially once I explained, you know, my very newbie status, how many people seemed almost excited to be able to have like a mentoring moment for somebody. Um, okay. which, which kind of ties into the whole thing of like people who maybe are not very socially like sound or like, you know, who are just trying their best to be friendly, like clearly having this moment of like, oh man, like I'm not, I don't really know how to do this, but like, I also, this is my chance to help out a newbie. And like, it was, it was just really like, um, it was a very good feeling. Uh, also the, the opponent I had and the judge who came over to explain to me how stack priority works uh, on a very base level. They were very patient, uh, spent like a, nearly like five straight minutes of a round just like like going like, yo, you're new. Like, here's here's stack priority 101 for combat. And I was like, this is making this so much clearer to me. And I'm like, 
understanding more of the the metagame potential as a result. So okay. Uh, obviously you're still going to come across players who are not all that friendly and etc. You might have a local gaming store that just isn't a nice place to go to, but, um, through, I guess, you know, in some ways kind of good fortune. Uh, I, I had a very good experience with most everyone I bumped into at that thing. Or if I sat down across from someone to open packs for sealed or to play, um, I, I very rarely had any kind of like cold shoulder. If I just said like, Hey, what's up? You know, I hope your weekend's going well. Uh, or if I did think maybe I was getting a cold shoulder, it turns out that it was someone who came over from Montreal and actually doesn't speak English like as, as a first language uh, and was just, again, trying their best. So I had a very good time. It was a good experience. And uh, it's topped off uh, the prize ticks were these really cool little like plastic cards. They were like what you would win and you could spend them at the prize wall for whatever. They also just were really cool little plastic cards, and so like I'm only do I only did this because of my first Grand Prix and I had a good time, and the cards say Grand Prix Toronto 2018. Like, don't do this all the time, and I'm probably not going to do this again just for the sake of not being a bother. But I, I basically asked folks working there, uh, like if I'm here at the very end of the show on Sunday, would I be able to get a set of those prize ticks as souvenirs since they're only usable at the show? And uh, and they very kindly, like, you know, marked the edges with some black felt marker or some Sharpie. Mm -hmm. And I got a set of, like, 10, 20, 50, and 150 prize ticks, like four of them. And it's, oh, it's a really, cool. yeah, it's a really cool souvenir to top it off. Uh, I also won some prize ticks, and I spent them. And I, you know, just got some singles. I could have traded in one of them. I had this one prize ticks thing. It's like, either this is 150 ticks, or uh, you can trade it in for a half booster box, which is usually 180 ticks. And the one thing I don't need anymore are Dominaria boosters. So uh, when I was sitting down for my last sealed, I asked a fellow I recognized uh, from earlier, I was like, hey, do you know anyone who would want to trade like 170 ticks for this one you can trade in for half a booster box? And eventually he's like, oh, I'll do it, because he was trying to basically collect up booster boxes to recoup the cost of his trip. Um, so yeah, it was cool. I, I had a, I had a pretty, a pretty darn good time. Um, I definitely probably wouldn't do like nothing but sealed the next time. Cause it certainly was fun, but also it was a friggin' hell of a lot of sealed. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm not going to ramble any longer than that, but yeah, I, I had a, I had a very good time and I'm, I'm looking forward to trying to get into other formats now. Uh, it's, it's a cool game. Uh, and I'm also looking forward to, uh, to getting into some other tabletopy stuff. Uh, there's definitely an energy that's there with people in person, face to face that you just don't get, uh, with like the, you know, online gaming and et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, so did you see either of the tweets I sent your way over the weekend? I don't remember. I might have. What were they? <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a great friend there. Um, my Walmart has a couple of the, um, commander. I remember those tweets. I Thanks. saw them. I saw them when I was not in a position to respond. Okay. Uh, and then they also have the uh, un, the latest whatever unset, been boxed in like sets of three as the like you you buy each of your friends buys that and then you have an undraft. Yeah, I, I saw the uns at uh, EB Games here, and I read up on them, and I'm like, those seem fun, but not like a thing I really want to actually spend money on. Because uh, they're only really usable in that draft format, mm -hmm. uh, they're they're not legal outside of drafting with you know the unsets, the the goofy sets. Uh, they have these full art lands that I would like, but I, that's about it. So if, if money was no object, I think I'd probably grab a whole bunch of those just to have some fun down the road. But right now, I'm I'm not yet in that position. Yeah, uh, those no, commander we, decks. We did, I, I've, we oh, did buy some of those uns just because 
like it looked interesting and mm-hmm. there was oh previously it was a walmart that had them marked way down a different walmart in town had them marked way down man those like borderless full art lands are gorgeous that's why i would buy those and if i saw them marked down i would probably grab a and, slack of them and we ended up getting a foil one those are worth something. I can tell yeah, you. By good, there there it, were dealers it, set up it at got Grand Prix. Sold for I think it got sold on eBay for like sixty dollars. Yeah, for yeah. Uh, foil planes. I found out I have some cards that are worth something. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do well, with after, them yet. After you had made mention of that, I went through like some eBay searches and the like of cards that I know that I have in a in a box, and was very surprised. So I did that and, you know, had my surprises. But there's things I didn't even look up because I didn't think about it. And then in the Grand Prix dealer room, I saw – so I have two beta lands just from when I was a kid. Those happened to be in loose land boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, people are – like, you know, one of them's pretty scuffed up. But I saw beta lands from scuffed up to totally not scuffed up being sold from, like, 5 to $10 a piece. Um, for just land-ass lands? Yeah, for a beta basic land. If it's from alpha, hmm. if it's from beta and it's a basic land, you can get at least like five bucks for that at a dealer room. It seems. Um, oh, there's something else too. Oh, I have a Chinese Land of War elves. Again, thought nothing of it. It was just a dumb single that I found as a kid, and then I saw a Chinese Land of War elves, the one I have in better condition. Those selling for like ten bucks, and I was like, all right. I I thought foreign cards are harder to sell. Maybe this was a dealer who has been trying to sell it for ten bucks for twenty five years. I'm not sure. Um. But I was surprised by some of the prices I saw on, like, stuff I have written off for years as just a dumb thing I got as a kid. Uh, at which point, everyone listening to this podcast who's been hearing my journey into Magic the Gathering for the last couple of weeks is going like, yes, idiot, <laughs> let me tell you all about foreign Land of War elves and the weird, like, sub-market that has risen around them. Uh, but yeah, I also saw lots of those full art lands and was like, oh, I should get a set of these. And I saw the price tags and I was like, I don't think I should get a set of these right now. That is not a that is not an efficient use of like five to eighteen dollars per land. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I had a, I had a very good time, and I think that brings us to the end of the show. I was about to say, Aaron, we should uh, we should if you if you find some more of those like super cheap uns, you should bring those to TFCon, and we should have an undraft. See, I was offering to buy. I think it was like what eleven dollars per. Oh, I didn't. I did not see the uns. I know I saw the commander deck thing, and I was like, oh, I got those already. Yeah, let me. And then back to my, I'm going to go back to your Twitter. I think Uh, twice now we've done the thing where we're both doing the look back on the internet, but trying to do it faster than the other one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I found it. Yeah. Those commander decks, uh, are 2017 ones. Uh, yeah, I, I already picked up the one or two of those I wanted. Um, so I'm, I'm good. Uh, but yeah, if if you, I didn't see one about on, I might've gone back and taken a picture and then not tweeted it. I yeah, I don't see it in here. Going back into your media tweets. It's you yeah, and a NASA no. thing, your dead computer, yeah, commander it's, deck. It's uh, 12 bucks <laughs> for each of those three booster draft packs. That could be a really... Uh, so I, I'm about to say that could be a really fun thing to do at TFCon on the side. The thing is, will we have time to do anything on the side well, at TFCon? I, if it's like normal, I'm getting in on Wednesday. Hmm. So there's a Thursday and a Friday. What I would say is... Here's what I'd say. If we don't pull off anything at TFCon, I can't imagine you not finding use for those at Extra Life. Oh, yeah. That could be an interesting thing, too. So I think I think it'd be a safe purchase either way. You've got you've got enough venues to, to make use of those. I mean, I buy a few of those packs for 
future dumb reasons. I gotta go check EV again, because I think I saw them moving their um, three packs into, like, a pile where they were re reprice tagging them. And yeah, if they, if, mark if those they were moving down. them into marked down, that's probably the time to buy. Yeah, I'm gonna go take a look, because I wouldn't mind building up a little stock of those uns for a similar reason. Because uh, it's, basically it's just gonna be like, hey, let's just play with these, and if you find one of those fancy lands, please give it to me so I can put it in a sleeve immediately. <laughs> um, but yeah. That is our show. TJ, thanks for weathering the storm of us talking about card games. That I, I, This is probably not going to be a thing for the whole rest of our run of this podcast, I hope. But I, I feel like this is payback for all the times Aaron had to listen to Glios from you and me. True, true. Or or wrestling. Oh, working towards uh, it, yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not, it's not quite even yet, but yeah, we're on the way. I got a list. <laughs> He's got like an abacus out. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, that's been another episode. Uh, hopefully by now I've caught up on all this nonsense. Um, cause editing stuff certainly is another part of the podcast process, ain't it? Uh, I've been a little behind on things cause I got my mom visiting and she still has a pinched nerve, but it is nowhere near as bad as it was when I was over in Victoria for Capital City Comic Con. So she's on the mend, but still worrisome. Don't pinch a nerve in your back is my advice to all of you. It's been like the joke for this whole thing is her and me telling people like, or her telling me like, hey, you know what? Don't don't pinch a nerve in your back. And I'm like, damn, I was planning to. But OK. Uh, anyway, we'll talk to you later. All of you out there have a good time. Stay safe. And uh, and uh, what's that phrase? Live your best. I think that's the phrase. <laughs> <laughs>